0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag.
2: BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, crop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus at online.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with our host, former legendary 76er point guard Eric Snow, and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, big win in, uh, against Dallas the other night. Guys looked like, pretty much, we ended that game nicely, nice and strong, back to normal. What did you guys think about that that uh, that win on Wednesday? About getting the
1: wins. That's what it's about. We'll take it. Another company behind one against Dallas.
0: It wasn't always cute, but, you know, got it done.
1: It looked a lot like the first time in Dallas. The only thing is they just didn't go up by as much, so it was easier to come back and win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we also saw some movement last night, uh, Boston and Milwaukee. Uh, Boston laid the smackdown on uh, Milwaukee. Um, I think the final score was 148-109, I believe the final score was. Something ridiculous. They, they, I mean, they're up thirty at halftime. Uh, What did you guys think of that of that game? Do you think that that bodes well for Boston? Maybe catching uh, Milwaukee. No. No.
0: Milwaukee. I mean, Boston just lost by twenty to the Wizards the 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 previous game. So, no. What are they down on them now? Like two,
1: two and a half games. Yeah, they won't
0: catch them in five games.
1: They won't catch them. Two games, the two games back.
2: (laughs) Makes that Philadelphia-Milwaukee game that much bigger on us. Yeah,
1: that's the funny thing. Both teams need to beat us, and they want us to beat the other team badly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they they won't catch two games. I mean, it was a
0: back-to-back for Milwaukee. It wasn't for Boston. I mean, Boston is known to lose to some opponents they shouldn't lose to. Yeah. I'm not believing that they I think we got a better chance of catching Boston than they do – than them catching Milwaukee.
1: Well, hey, the Cleveland-Boston thing, we're, we're tied. It's two-and-a-half, two-and-a-half. We're two-and-a-half above uh, Cleveland, and we're two-and-a-half behind uh, Boston now again. So,
2: Yeah. And it looks like the sixth spot right now, if things were to end, we'd play Brooklyn. And a lot of people – a lot of Sixers fans online are really hoping that that stays – that three-six stays the same. Sixers-Nets Sixers instead of playing – Miami because Miami's starting to look uh starting to get the groove and I I think we all on the show would rather play Brooklyn over Miami well Groove
1: I mean they lost three in a row but they do look better over, <clears throat> yes. Miami,
0: Miami would be more confident
1: against us you know yes yes I agree
2: yeah um but, all right we're gonna get into the first topic here uh so um we got uh obviously we talked about that Dallas game um that you know, big revenge game against uh, Dallas after what they did to us, shooting like 33s, making them in that first matchup. But um, took a late comeback in all of our energy to pull away from them. Uh, but the big takeaway was the questionable health of our two stars, Joel Embiid and James Harden. And after the game, Harden said some stuff about his injury. Um, he quote, uh, trying to do the proper things to continue to maintain it, finish off these last six games and be ready to take that last week of preparation. I don't think it's just going to completely go away, but you know, I'm out there. He also went on to say that he didn't know where it came from, but it's been bothering him for some months to the point where the last game he played, it was unbearable and couldn't even go out there, which was kind of concerning to a lot of people online. Everyone just kind of took that part. It was like, "Ugh, like this, this doesn't sound good at all. Um, so my question to you guys is on a scale of one to 100, how worried are you guys about James's injury and Joel's uh, calf injury?
0: Well, I mean, as far as Joel first, um, early in the game, I think he went for a layup and he would the dunk, and you could see him grimacing a little bit. So that tells me that even though he played and he was productive, the injury is still—excuse <clears throat> me—still there. Um, James, I didn't see it as much as if he wouldn't have had these quotes, I wouldn't have necessarily felt the way I feel. Without him saying that, I didn't—I didn't really get that vibe about his injury. Um, But with him saying that, I mean, it's a major concern for me because it, it almost tells me that we could see a, we could possibly see them missing games in the playoffs. And I don't want, you know, I don't really want to say it. I don't want that to happen, but that's kind of like always going to be there. You know, you thinking guys having, you know, no back to backs that that wouldn't be the case. So, especially in the early round, especially in the first round, is you know we get to these playoffs, we get to the first round. It probably bows well for us to probably end the series early.
2: Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. And take take extreme leads too, so we can just rest those guys as much as possible throughout those games.
0: Um, I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but that, that's that's where I went when when he said that.
1: James, I've noticed a little something in James. He hasn't had he hasn't had the step he had earlier in the season. I mean, the last three games, man, he's he hasn't shot above twenty nine percent in the past three games. Um, but correct me
0: if I'm wrong, though. Is he? You feel like he's 10 of not. 45. But you feel like he's not going – he's not getting as many layups into the rim as, he's, as he as he has before.
1: Yeah, yes, okay. yeah. That, That's. That I mean, that can help with your percentage a great deal. Yeah, he's not blown by people the way he was earlier in the season. I definitely noticed he's – it's okay. So, I'll just do that out of 100 first. So out of 100, I'll give Joel 50 out of 100. I'm scared because – 50 just because I've been scarred by Joel injuries in the past, but – Joel, in general, he's gotten used to, over his career, playing with injuries. Uh, I feel like Joel has mastered playing with injuries, where it's from a broken face to a uh, torn ligament in his hand to a torn meniscus he's played in the playoffs on all of those. I think all of those at the same time almost I two of those. Um, I'm So I, I think he's used to it. And Joel is in the prime of his career to the point where 80% of Joel is still better than most players. So – him on an injury, he can handle it. James at this point of his career, 80% of James is not better than most players at this point. And he's not blown by people at 80%. Um, in fact, the past couple games have reminded me of the Miami series, James. um, Not being able to get by people, he's kind of dribbling. And when he can't get by, he over-dribbles, which takes us out of our offensive set. So it's it's not just him that's affected by it; it affects everybody. Um, I'm a lot more worried about Harden's. I'd say I, if if Joel is 50, I'd say I'd say like 80, 85 for Harden. I'm really worried about him. And he said he wants to play the rest of the season. From what he alluded to, he's like he wants to play the last six games and then take that next week to rest. So he's going to play on this, and this is not an injury that's going to go away. It's it, it sounds like it's from over usage. And yeah. he, he's going to play another six games, and then is that week going to be enough to rest? I, I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a lot more I'm a lot more worried about him. I, I don't I don't want Miami series James to be our James in the playoffs this year, and it sounds like that's what we might be getting again. And that be I mean that's terrible after the year we've had.
2: Yeah. Um, I will say, um, as far as James's injury beginning of that game, it did seem like he was kind of, you know, like what you said, a little, look, look a little bit like Miami heat, uh, series, but second half of that game, I mean, I saw him I mean, he was, I saw a little bit more of explosion and, and they, at the second half of that game. So, I mean, that was, that was good to see, but then also hearing him say at the end of the game, like Eric said, like, but Eric, do you think that could be more of like a giving us a more of a competitive edge as we get to the playoffs? Like. A team like Milwaukee, I here's mean, I think
0: that. He, I, I think he can still be productive. I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't take it as him saying this is, I can't do this. It was just taking him, it was me. I took it more of, hey, I may have to sit down again mm-hmm. to calm it down. It may be a thing that I have to sit to calm it. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here more so than it's limiting me it's just something that's not going to leave
2: me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um without time away.
1: Yeah. It's by far his worst three game set- stretch of the season by the way. Yeah. Um 15 5 and 11 points. Uh
2: nine turnovers in that stretch. Um but he sat for a week going into these three games, correct? I mean, right? It was it was about, it was about a week. Yeah, but it's about it's cuz of this injury, right?
1: Yeah. So the games before you you sit out, you're probably most affected by the injury, and then the game when you come back from an injury, that's you're still battling it because it's not gone. But he right? said he's been
2: he's been battling for some months though. So I mean he has had this, but it's injury. come to a head. If you're
1: missing games finally consistently for it, and you're questionable the next game, it's coming. It's getting worse. So it's doing that, right? I mean you could just see his his stats show you everything. I'm over six from three, over six from three. Because when James is a step slower because he's injured, no one gives him that space anymore. It's like, you're not blown by me. So I'm not going to give you your step back three, and he's 0 of 6 and 0 of 6 in two straight games because he doesn't have that space to shoot threes. They're not giving it to him because they don't think he can get by him. He was getting that space when he was showing a burst. But if he doesn't show a burst, then no room for James. I mean, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, it's it's a, he's had a really, really rough stretch. In his last three games, he's two of eighteen from three, dude. That that is bad. That's rough. His free throws are down too because he's not they're just playing him straight up and, and and getting in his face for his threes, and he's not he's not getting to the lane, he's not creating contact.
2: Yeah, they aren't calling as many fouls on him as in years past in general this year, though. It's it's been a down year free test. That's
1: going down he'll
0: get into the attacking the basket. Um he hasn't done that as much. So he's not going to get to the line as much, but some of that is James not doing it. And maybe that's because of the injury, but some of it is also he doesn't need to do it as much because Maxi does it a lot. Yeah. Um, so some of it, I think is, is his role kind of being defined a little more um, to more of a distributor facilitator. And Maxie being a little more downhill. I see that's ha- that's happening a little because you look at the team, I mean you always got Joel who's going to draw the attention, and the other guys outside of those three are still getting wide open looks.
2: Oh. So
1: it's his lowest free throw free throws per game since 2011.
2: Hmm. Was that that OKC? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, Erica, I know as far as uh, in the NFL, because um, the guys in my other podcast always talk about tour doll shots. Is that a thing in, in the NBA too? Getting tour doll shots, like to numb the pain before going out. And if you if you do have like an injury, like a the Achilles. Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't, I don't know if guys really do that in the NBA as much because it's so many more games, and the the NFL is just that one game, and then you got a whole week before you play another game. Or you know four or five days before you play another game. I, I think in the league guys are more like well I'm gonna just rest it or procedure more so than shot because there's so many games and now you get into the playoffs. Then I think a guy may you know do something that he feels like he needs to do it to play. You know now I think you get later in the series and it's do or die and you have to win. I mean, you may get more people doing it then, but I, it, it wasn't a thing when I played with, with guys doing that thing.
1: Hmm. You also worried about it being the Achilles soreness, too? Because, I mean, Achilles I, soreness. I had,
0: when I had my ankle, when I broke my ankle um, in that 2001 season, the first time, before I rebroke it in the playoffs, what the the hurt What hurt me the worst was I had, they called it Achilles tendinitis. Mm-hmm that pain was incredible from um what I had and, and that was it wasn't even the from the fracture. it was that that I had developed that and that felt like crazy. And I got shot up one time and I said I'll never do it again. Oof. It made me feel worse.
2: Wow, really I said
0: I'll never I said i would never again and I and I didn't do Make it made you anymore. feel worse when it wore off and the pain came back, you mean? It never really felt better, even when I did it. Like I did it, I got through the game, but it never felt any better than it was feeling. And then it was worse when the game was over. Like it wasn't like they did it, and like the pain was free, and then it came back and was worse. No, the the pain was still there, but then it was worse
2: afterwards. Mm. Damn. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully. I think I did that. The,
0: the Toronto series. Damn. I was, I was hurting. I was, it was really bad on my injuries. And that's why, you know, I started, if you really watched that whole time, that's why I started coming off the bench because they wanted to limit my minutes and have me play more minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, my minutes were cut by a few minutes, but they wanted me to basically play the whole fourth quarter. So you see me play less early in the game and more in fourth quarters. That was why. Who was your main assignment? Was Chris Charles on that Toronto team? Well, my main assignment would have been Vince. Yeah. But I didn't guard Vince as much because of the injuries.
1: Yeah. Um, but usually well, – and, and we didn't have George back yet either, right? I can't remember if George won out that series or not. I think he was still. I think he was still trying to rehab to get yeah, I back. I don't remember.
0: I, I I know he was in the Indiana series, but I don't know if he went out in Indiana series or the Toronto series. I don't remember. Um, but I mean, we had Aaron, but Alvin Williams was a starting point guard for um, that's right Toronto, and that's who Alvin was guarding with my primarily. So, <clears throat> but Aaron was starting on Vince.
2: But throughout that series, though, we went seven games where were you like, oh man, here we go. Like this is gonna the series is gonna last a long time. You, you you were obviously hoping that it was gonna go quick, so you you have time to rest it, right? I mean, well,
0: it was that series at like the first series, we lost the first game. So you know you got a series one <laughs> once they've already taken home court. Yeah. So you know no matter what, in order to win this series, we have to
1: win on their court. Yeah. Well, it was the tale of two teams, right? Because Lakers swept everybody, and we, that year, played every game but one possible game before getting into the finals, which was insane, especially for a battered team like we were. It was like, man, like, we couldn't get any rest. Lakers
0: Lakers wouldn't have beat us like that if we were all healthy. Yeah. They know that. (laughs) They'll never say it, but they know.
2: Mm -hmm. Um. Alright, so uh, going back to the uh, the game on um, Wednesday, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, our uh, biggest fan, I-, I think the Van Gundy's love the Sixers so much, just hearing them talk about us, it's just, it's just a breath of fresh air to hearing them talk about the Sixers, it's, it's awful, I-, 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 I was debating on putting that game on mute at some point, uh, but um, so Jeff Stand Van Gundy, wor- Stan's worse than Jeff. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was that what Je- the way Jeff was speaking about it, is that throughout that entire game it was just like you know I, I think he might have overtaken one of Stan, uh, Stan's worst games as far as co- calling our games. That was, that was pretty rough. And that was it's unlike Jeff to, to be on our ass like that, but um, oh well. Uh, but he did have an interesting nugget during that game. Uh, he talked about a stat um, saying the teams that have shot 50% or higher have lost about 23% of their games this season. Or something, or something. Or something close to that. It was, it was in the 20s. Um, so, Tasia uh, ran some numbers for me, did, did a deep dive into the uh, the Sixers games. Uh, so, in games we've shot 50% or higher, we are 28-4. and four. Uh, Out of those 32 games, we allowed the other team to shoot 50% or more 18 times. And in games where we've allowed 50% and shot under 50%, we are 4-6. and six. So my question to you guys is kind of general comment. Uh, why are teams losing so many games while shooting 50% or more? Um, does it just speak to how bad defense defenses are right now in the NBA? Or for us, does it mean we just need to shoot 50% then then we win?
0: Well, I mean, I think... I think that leaves out a lot. And when I say I think it leaves out a lot, because it just gives you the percentages it doesn't give you teams getting offensive rebounds and having way more attempts it doesn't give you um teams is having you know having high amount of turnovers and having fewer attempts mm-hmm. so it doesn't give you how often someone gets to the free throw line and able to convert them so those are just different ways that teams can shoot well and still lose um giving up offensive rebounds, turning the ball over, putting teams on the line. So I think that those three things, if you really look at it, you'll probably see that teams are really affected in in one or or two or three of those areas when they lose those games. Um, And also, you know, you're shooting the percentage, you know, they could be giving up a lot of three-point shots too um, in that percentage. So I would like to see all of those numbers and, and see if the percentages or the, the win percentages, how they shake out. But, but I do believe that, you know, it's easy to say those numbers without the context of the different things that can happen in the game. Yeah, that's fair. Were
2: you, uh, were you shocked by those numbers when, uh, when Van Gundy, because you, you, that was one of the things you texted me about when Van Gundy had, had mentioned that on the telecast. Like, well, yeah, I thought that was
1: pretty interesting, because I, I didn't really pick up on that during the season. I mean, I know we've had some crazy, crazy high-scoring games, so when he said it, I was like, man, we've had some games where it's been like 150 to 148 or something. Like, we've had some really high-scoring games. That's why I kind of just did that. I I I start diving into comparing it to previous seasons, because I'm like, How does it compare to history of the NBA? So so field goal percentage is up from last season, almost a point and a half uh, percentage points. It's the highest field goal percentage since 1990. So field goal percentage is is up in general. It's at 47 and a half overall across the board. Um, The most free throws made per game since 2010. And it's the highest free, I just saw this. It's the highest free throw percentage ever. Really, that's kind of surprising. Actually, ever seventy eight point two percent. Um, it is surprising. I, I thought it'd be like you know, and yeah, uh, that's pretty crazy. It's the highest ever. Um, actually, the last, the highest three percentages are this year, uh, last year, and the year before. <laughs> oh
2: wow! So it just keeps going, going up every year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then it get, and then it kind of gets a little random after that. But yeah, highest percentage of all time. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Honestly, it's it's. Is it does it speak to the defense? Does it speak to the amount of fouls that are being called and they're hitting free throws? Um, if it is the most free throws in 13 years and the most highest three percent percentage of all time, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you got to take the con. It's, it's the other
0: context that isn't mentioned that I think that some of those numbers will come down those win percentages or loss percentages to come down, go up or down based on adding, you know, some other statistics offensively that I know impact those numbers. Turnovers and offensive rebounds and and getting to the line will impact those numbers. I've seen teams shoot well from the field and lose because because of those three. Mm -hmm. You're shooting 50%, 50, but the other team shoots 12 to 15 more shots than you.
2: (laughs) Yep. it
0: gets to the line, you know. It gets to the line, fifteen or ten to fifteen times more. That's, look how many more. Look how many more points that is.
1: That's how you lose the game. Yeah, yeah. Which is something I I, I thought they were trying to kind of. I thought they were trying to work on that with you know um, an emphasis on offensive players foul baiting and putting themselves in awkward positions in order to get offensive fouls. I thought they were trying to combat that.
0: I mean, um, they have they have but i I don't, I don't think it's been as much baiting as i think it's just guys are just good at creating fouls. i mean you know they people have been complaining about joel going to the line all year every, every time i listen to another broadcast you know i watch games and i try to listen to the other these broadcasts just to kind of hear what they got to say and they're yeah, just like too. complaining about him getting fouled every game
1: yeah yeah so it's also the highest offensive rating of all-time as well. And the but defensive rating can't be the highest either. Yeah, it's, it's probably a combination <laughs> of both, right? It's that offenses can't miss. They're getting fouled a lot. and defenses are playing poorly. It's, it's like a perfect storm, man. And it's, it's like two and a half points higher. Like, the other ones are all kind of bunched up together, right? But, like, it's two, two and a half points higher than any other season before. It's pretty crazy. Again, last three seasons have been the highest which is really weird. It's like what what's going on in the last 3 years? Um you've had a record amount of guys. It's funny too cuz when did they make the whole emphasis? It was after it was 2 years ago, right? The whole point of emphasis on like foul baiting. That was like 2 years ago, right? It was after the Hawk series.
2: No, I think it was I think it was this past off season. I think it this was This past, past off season. Because, yeah. Okay. So yeah,
1: so They saw it and they were like, "Okay, what's going on here? Like, it's been an offensive explosion, the most free throws last three years. We gotta do something." I mean, didn't whatever they did didn't. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't, I don't. The league, I don't think the league really minds a lot of scoring. They, they just mind a lot of stopping, 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 and long-lasting games. Mm -hmm. Is what they don't like.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that Sacramento and Clippers game is the way the league wants to go. Uh, uh, what do what, what you – five, over, five <laughs> overtime? <laughs> play to the next
0: yeah, morning? Nah, I mean, just – you know, it's they, – they want to – the game is going to move and, you know, get people to – keep people's attention, yes. But it's see, in the playoffs.
1: letting them play, that whole thing, if you let them play, that's letting the defense get physical with you, Right. Not necessarily let them play is
0: is, and we talked about this before when I was so like, I was saying that I felt the league has a talent referee issue.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: So I think that comes into play mm-hmm. because there are some things you can do as a referee to keep the game flowing by talking guys through situations mm-hmm. or telling them, hey, if you don't. A, B, or C, I have to make that call. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's, it's you. There's ways to kind of keep the game flowing. I'm not sure. You know, like I said, I'm not in the game anymore. I just know that a lot of the veteran referees that were in there for 15, 20 years when I was doing it
1: are they're all gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just to say, simple math. But when we shoot under fifty percent, we're twenty-two and twenty-two. Yeah, interesting. So if we shoot under in the playoffs. If we are shooting under fifty percent, it's, it's
0: 80, a toss-up. If we win or not, shot.
2: yeah.
1: And if
0: yeah, we go I mean, but, we but say, you know, you gotta if you take care of the ball and you rebound, yeah, you can get some stops. Like you still give yourself a chance to win. Hit yeah. your threes. Yeah, I mean the field goal percentage. And, but if you win the turnover and rebound game, you you still have
1: a chance. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense as to why we've given up such massive leads too, because we let teams shoot 58, 60% against us for three quarters. And then we just turn it on and then we score. We just, we don't stop them, but we just score at a faster rate the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy the amount of games. I mean, that we've scored 50 and the other team scored 50, just bad, you know, bad defense, good offense all the way around. But, uh, there you go. If you're watching a game and you see the percentages are we're shooting 50% or higher, then we have a really, really good shot of winning that game. So. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. On the referee on the official stuff. Um, one of my buddies, uh, Eric, uh, he's, he's a referee in the DMV. So he refs high school games, DC, Maryland, Virginia. He, he loved the segment on, uh, on the referees official. He said, he said, he said, Eric knows his stuff, man. <laughs> Which I was like, of course he does. He, he said that uh, Scott Foster, because uh, he um, Scott Foster was a part, uh, he's a DMV guy. And he said uh, Scott Foster had a reputation. He said he's talked a lot of the old head guys uh, here. He said Foster had a reputation of being arrogant uh, when he was coming up uh, in DC. So <laughs> that's what
0: I'm I <laughs> Very Somebody good referee. Very good. I thought he was mm-hmm. very good, but he is, is. I found him to be to come off as
2: arrogant, and you can't talk to him. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just, yeah, he, was. he said he's known Out of to all the
0: referees that I had in my career. I felt he was the hardest to talk to. Mm. That's saying a lot.
2: Yeah. Steve
0: Javis was easier than him. Joy Crawford, Bennett, all them old heads, all them older guys that we know didn't take no mess. I could talk to them more than
1: I could talk to Scott Foster. That's funny. Scott Foster, and me, always looked like a cop who pulled you over for some stupid reason, and you could not reason with this. <laughs> you just could not. You'd be like, dude, but that, I was yeah. not doing that. They were just like, nah, here, man. Here's your, here, get your license, 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 license. Ooh. And you're like, all right, fine. Just give me a ticket. You know, he's one of those, I, man. I give,
0: yeah, Scott, I giving you no break. You're getting the ticket. <laughs> you're not getting a break. No, no warning. Doesn't Don't matter if you're going
1: ass, to the hospital for your pregnant wife. Yeah, you're getting the your ticket. Doesn't matter if you're late for work and you're getting fired. You are getting the ticket.
2: Yeah, they're gonna he... make you wait for it too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Better call your work, time You're gonna be late. Yeah. You guys, you know, nice.
2: yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because he said uh with all the older guys there, they said they coming up. He was really arrogant, but he was regarded as a basketball genius in in the area. Well,
0: he's, he's, I, I, look, I said he's a good. I he's a good referee. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, he is. <laughs> he, and I thought he was fair. Like I didn't think he was a bias or anything. I thought he was fair, a really good referee. I just thought you he, he just couldn't talk to him. Like, he, he's just arrogant. Like, my call is the right call. No. Like, you just... Any the other referee would kind of explain and talk. I'm like, this... Yeah. yeah so I
2: guess He's something. the only one
0: I couldn't even have a conversation with. <laughs> I'm saying, when I say I couldn't have a conversation with him, I'm not talking about before the game when you talk to him like I could not talk to him. I'm saying... Strictly during the game, yeah, yeah, not as a person like away from the game. I'm yeah. saying during
2: the game. Was he one of those like? like well, make that clear. Like
0: during the game, you can't talk to him.
2: Like if you ask for explanation. Like why? Why is that a foul? He just wouldn't let us answer. Just you. any kind of
0: yeah. So so I'm so I would be like, well, Scott, I'm a captain. I can ask you a question. Well, well, uh, I'm not trying to hear you right now, Eric. Like that, Like responses like that. Like, dude. Like I can ask you a question. Well, not right now. It's like, like you just, you just, in like, dude, just calm down. Like it, it, I'm not trying to argue with you. Like that, that would be an interaction with him. So, to give you an example of Joy Crawford, Joy, maybe Eric. Not right now. Give me a little bit. We can have a conversation. Or okay, well, no, calm down. Don't give me all your hands. Just come over here and say what you have to say. You see what I'm like? That's the difference, mm. Steve Javi. Yes, Eric. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Okay, gotcha. And then walk away. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Scott was like more confrontational, or it's like, it's your fault and you shouldn't be talking to me. Like, that's how he came off in games. Really? Like, not getting yeah. eye
2: contact,
1: like when you're trying came to talk that way. way. He was like, wait, what was that? What was that? What was that? Yeah, it what was like,
0: like I always felt like he was the only referee I felt like if I say anything, he wanted to give me a technical. Mm. And I wasn't a guy that was known to go get technicals like that, so there's a reason why. Like, if if I'm not a guy that's getting technicals every game, there's a reason why I'm not getting them.
2: Right. Because
0: I know how to talk to you guys, (laughs) and I'm respectful. So for for me not to be able to talk to you and feel like I'm captive like this dude's a blankhead. Like, (laughs) he wanted to give you that speeding ticket, dude. That was it. Yeah, he basically wanted to give me the ticket, and he wasn't trying to hear any talking. (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, he wanted he wanted to hit that quota. Yeah, yeah he, he was giving that ticket up. All right. All right, what we got, man? Who's gonna who's gonna win?
2: So yeah, so we got uh, Toronto Friday night tonight. Uh, we are currently a five and a half point favorite. Still waiting to see uh, if our guys are gonna play. But I mean, based on what Harden said, it seems like he's gonna finish out the season and just take that last week of the playing games to rest. But uh, as of, let's say both guys play, five and a half point favorite. Who do you guys have uh, at Philadelphia tonight?
0: We'll win, but it's Toronto
1: and we will not cover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does Toronto they've had guys out in and out of the lineup uh recently? I know, some time. Oh, now you want to say that like you always say,
0: want me to give, and then you talking about who's in and out of the lineup. Like, tell me who's gonna be in the lineup before you. <laughs> you didn't ask, you should have let me say, go. He, he said. I, if we're giving them we're supposed to be giving them to know who's playing. Like you're supposed to tell them who's playing. You told me
1: Harden wasn't gonna may not play. I was asking. I don't know. They don't have I don't see anyone listed. But That's they have it. had guys in and out of the lineup. Like I know Bard's missed games, I know Trent's missed games recently, uh Scotty's missed some games recently. So, so, so had, uh, my
0: thing okay. um, so with Toronto is they are
1: playing for seven seed in home court for that playing game. Yeah, they're playing for their lives out there. But so is uh,
2: Dallas, too. But. I'm looking at the injury report. Um, so this isn't the official one, but this is interesting. So T- Tobias is doubtful tonight. Uh, Gary Trent, doubtful. Uh, and Will Barton, doubtful. So, oh, okay. Any changes there? Any amendments? Yeah, it says just doubtful. I'm,
1: I'm looking. That's crazy. It must be serious if Tobias is missing a game.
0: Yeah, I, I stand by it, but, yeah, we won't cover
1: uh, Tobias ain't moving
2: the needle at all, huh? Okay, so uh, Harris is questionable, questionable for Friday night's game against the Raptors due to a non-COVID illness. So that's what that is. Yeah, I mean, but
0: uh, I mean, Tobias is also a guy that
1: can be doubtful, and I feel like he can still play. Yeah, He's a gamer. That's true too. Yeah, he, he he's very reliable. Give him that. Uh-huh. So that's why,
0: like, if it was Joel and they say doubtful, I'd be like, no, he not
1: playing. I think we, I think we win. I think it's just like, was it five and a half? It's like right on the mark. We win by like
2: six. Yeah. And Gary Trent is out uh, based on ESPN. Said uh, Trent is questionable for Friday's game against, it says questionable, then all says out. But yeah, questionable the elbow injury.
1: Yeah, he missed last game too, I believe. Uh, I say we win by six. It's going to be right on that spread.
2: So you're taking Sixers minus five and a half, huh? You're gonna buy points, make it minus two and Me, a half. Am I, am I leaning that? I'm leaning sixers minus five and a half. You're buying sixers minus two and a half. I could do that. I, I could see that as a possibility. What are y'all talking about? That, um, you, you can alt line. So you, you can you can buy points. So five and a half spread, you can buy points and make it a two and a half point uh spread instead of a five and a half point. St- instead of just going straight up money line. If you think you're gonna win by two and a half points, you can. I don't
1: like trusting spreads, Eric. So a lot of times I'll buy even like a point or two just to give myself a little peace of mind. Yeah. Cause I don't trust the Vegas spread a lot of times. Yeah. So he it's asked awesome. me, Hey, I do. Well, I trust mine more than theirs. That's for damn sure. But <laughs> yours is based off theirs. It is. Yeah. So it's like, take line five. It's like, it's it's like buffering it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just buying a little insurance. That's all. Uh, And you got to pay for that. Yeah, you do have to. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, Okay. So then uh, last uh, topic, last prediction here, Sunday night at eight o'clock, Philadelphia will travel to Milwaukee for a rematch of that Saturday night game from a couple weeks ago. That a lot same was one of the games of the year. Well, at least Sixers fans will say that. Um, but My question is, do you think both guys are going to play in this one, Uh, Joel and um, Harden? And who do you guys have? If everyone is healthy and active for this game, who do you guys have in this one?
1: Okay. It'd be so fitting if uh, Giannis missed this because what did I read? Uh, Embiid missed the game against Jokic. And then I think... Jokic missed the game against Milwaukee when they played? Is that yes, right? He, did. he, he, he didn't play in Milwaukee. No Here, one so ever talks about, about that, but he didn't play in Milwaukee. This would
0: be they very interesting if Giannis the next year.
1: So they all missed one, but I don't think he will. Giannis yeah, will. I don't think he will. Especially at home. Uh, he, and they're at home right now. He won't miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they play? That's, 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 that's their next game, right?
2: Yeah, they don't play from Thursday to Sunday.
1: So, yes. That's, that's their next he's, game after getting beat by 50. Yeah. Great. <laughs> He's definitely—they all gonna play. Oh, dude, they're playing with like—yeah, play the, they all playing play. with like adrenaline shot in their arms, man. Are yeah. you kidding me? Oh man, I, I say they, I say they win. Yeah, they have double revenge. They have revenge again. Their ass beat by Boston, and they have revenge about us beating them last time we played them at Milwaukee, right? Yeah, it was at Milwaukee. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oof. Yeah, it'll be a good one good good uh, surprise that game's not a nationally televised game eight o'clock I mean the two, two of the best teams in the league and you know, that's like I mean airing that's that's kind of NCAA weird. weekend uh, ah yeah, it's su- Sunday though. There's, there's there's a breaking coverage
0: the girls they're 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 they're, oh, they're, right. they're lifting up the girls games yeah. so they don't they don't wanna which is good they don't want to kind of overdo he them and put them up. on the national TV just make it all about yeah, the girls and the, and the
1: women and the guys. Smart and, anyway, from what I've seen, the last couple of girls games have dominated the NBA games in ratings. So
0: yeah, um, yeah, I mean they should. It's you know they if they're on national TV and they're the only game on and it's a playoffs, it's, it's it's like you know if the Sixers in Milwaukee were playing and and nobody else was on that that game's good. Do very well. Too. Yeah, I'll watch you. You're the only
1: game on. Is what you're you saying? You know
0: what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm just saying. It's like they're playing on national TV, and it's like no, no one else is on. Let's watch. Why yeah. we want no, no. people to watch? Yeah. Like that's why they do it like that.
2: Yeah. So
0: yeah. more people can watch their game. So why, why have the NBA game compete against that? But you no, know, I'm sure. game, I watch it all the time. Like I, I watch all their games. I've always done it. So I'm not one of these. People that just jump on when someone scores a forty point triple double. Like I've <laughs> all I've always watched them play and always been there. So
2: yeah, yeah well so, since we're on the topic, do you think I always got shot in hell against uh, South Carolina this weekend?
0: I told my son he wanted to um bet me for dinner, my older son, EJ, and he's like or Javon, whatever he goes by, you know. Um <laughs> he was like the spread is like 11 and a half yeah and he was like oh i was definitely going to um cover that and i'm like okay i said well Caitlin clark will have to play the same way she played that last game for the game to be within 8 to 12 points
2: yeah
0: if she doesn't play like that
1: this they it won't it won't even be close and it won't be close early after her playing mm-hmm. that way, for that to be an 11 and a half point spread's actually pretty scary. I would take 11 and a half, man. Yeah. Minus 11 I'm and a s- half.
0: No, I'm saying for her to, she had, I mean, look, she played like that, right? Yeah. And spread is 11 and a half.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Well, they, definitely want you to, they definitely want you to bank on her and Iowa look, again. I mean, because I even looked, I mean, I looked at, they were
0: talking about, well, Iowa's offenses, they score so much. They could sc- they average 87 points a game but South Carolina averages 80. yeah so I just I just know that it's just the rebounding man it's it's the rebounding because I would has sort of the box out let Caitlin Clark kind of get some rebounds and everybody push and run and spot up South Carolina will get every rebound if they do that Every miss, they'll get it. So, I just don't know how you can. I was what six three, six one. They said six foot, six foot five nine. South Carolina threes and four and five is six seven, six five, six five, six four, six two.
2: Man, Oof.
1: six three. Get about it. Yeah. And that's
0: just their fo- – that's just their pigs. Like, That's We need to talk about, you know,
1: their best scores. a guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just <laughs> talking in and taking South
2: Carolina minus 11 and a half. <laughs> I actually threw them into uh, one of my bets this week. Oh, yeah, did
0: you? You points at all? I
2: don't get it to
0: the points. I was just – like I just told. I told my son, I'm like, if she doesn't perform like she did the last game, because that sets up their whole offense, like her shooting, passing. Like that mm-hmm, sets mm-hmm. everything up because everybody else just spots up in the big who they said only took one dribble in the playoffs. I don't know how she going to do that now. Yeah, um, And she's 6'3". Like that's going to be interesting. I just don't – maybe yeah. it's just me, but, you know, it's exciting. They're building up the hype. But I believe um, Virginia Tech and LSU are both better than I.
2: Yeah.
0: From what I've seen. And I've watched them throughout the season. I'm not just this guy that just comes along during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I watch watch them a lot because people didn't didn't even win the Big Ten.
2: Yeah. Uh, So... uh uh, with that, so yeah, the final four. Uh, I'm just going to ask you quickly on that. Uh, the FAU is San Diego State, Saturday.
0: San Diego
2: State. T- San Diego State, okay. Uh, UConn and Miami.
0: Miami.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I got Miami. My, right. my enemy. My, my little
0: boy used to call it when he was young, he used to call it Miami. My
1: Miami.
2: My <laughs> <laughs> KJ, he's FAU. If he's a Sixer fan, that's still true. What, what? <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah. know uh, who do you have in those games? Um, what's the spread in the uh, San Diego State game? Uh minus two and a half. San Diego State's a favorite by minus two and a half. Two, two and a half points. That one's so tough, man.
1: I'm gonna go San Diego State. I'm gonna go San Diego State, Miami. Same thing.
2: Really interesting. I'm surprised both you guys are going Miami, huh? Everyone in the country is going UConn, so it's yeah. like, yeah, that's the, that's the that's the favorite one says it wouldn't my surprise point.
0: me. If the UConn win. I mean, so. I just, I just feel Miami gonna be here.
2: five and a half point favorite. UConn is over Miami, five and a half points. So, all right, guys. Well. Bad. That'll uh, that'll do it for us. We'll see you guys on Tuesday, where we preview another blockbuster uh, matchup: uh, Sixers and Celtics on Tuesday night. So we'll see you guys Tuesday. We hope everyone has a good weekend. We hope uh, Sixers go two and zero this weekend. Yep. Hey right. Take it. Take it, guys. All right. See you, fellas. See
1: you. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.